Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Thanks again and welcome back to another episode of Messy Closet. And again, my shout out to Podbean and Spotify for making this podcast happen so I can bring it to you. And thank you so much to everyone who tunes in. I just appreciate you all so much. So let's just jump right into philosophizing current events with my Gen X point of view. All right. I like to think of myself as a level-headed human being in that there is, you know, I guess an explanation for everything. But my Gen X self, remembering politics way back in 1979 when I saw Jimmy Carter on TV, my first television memory ever. And then I remember in 1980, Reagan and Bush being elected into office and the world thinking it was like the greatest thing ever and that the 80s was super fabulous, but we're still waiting on the trickle-down economy to work from back then. Hasn't worked for me yet, but now we've got Kevin McCarthy, 14-time loser, who finally gets sworn in as Speaker of the House at the same time George Santos is a drag queen, is not a drag queen, is a drag queen, is not a drag queen in Brazil at the same time that Trump is fighting all of these different things but has to pay only 1.6 million out of all the billions he probably has now for the tax evasion thing then he had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago that the National Archives asked they for them back and he didn't want to and it was all over the news now they find out that Biden's home in Wilmington has more classified materials. And then they asked Mike Pence if he had any classified materials, and he said no. And that wasn't true. And now they're finding classified documents in his Indiana home. So let's then go back, right? Let's go back to Bush and Cheney. Let's go back to Clinton and Gore. Let's go back. Let's go all the way back. I was talking about 1973 on last Friday's episode. And I was talking about Watergate and Nixon and and Spiro Agnew. And I was talking about resignations. Now, in the 70s, they set the precedent for what should be done in terms of violating oaths of offices. But then I think, how many classified documents did any of these presidents leave with or vice presidents? Because if you think about it, we are electing these men and now woman, just one woman, but we are electing these people to handle our most highly classified documents. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that former presidents are given the courtesy of getting classified documents and updates even though they are out of office, which seems like a strange practice to me. So I wonder, does that go to vice presidents also? 
And are these the copies of those particular classified documents? Were they allowed a certain amount to take home? But now that Trump, you know, overtook and made such a big deal about it, they have to go back and get all of them? Or do they all just steal shit? Like, what is the deal? Because my concern more is about Putin's war in with Ukraine and all of the weapons that they need to fight this because it's not ending after almost a year. My concern is how climate change is going to continue to affect us. My concern is civil liberties and human rights constantly being violated. And my concern is the fact that although I love a good conspiracy theory, I don't believe everything is. And I think that there is still too much misinformation out there. I also think that at this point, Hollywood is just ick to me in so many ways. First with the Balenciaga thing, like we need some new celebrities, you guys, or we need some celebrities who are willing to break away from the spell of the Hollywood millions and billions and that lifestyle to just open up and live like the rest of us who I guess in the 80s and 90s looked up to, like I said, lifestyles of the rich and famous. And we thought, oh my gosh, you know, this is the only way to succeed. And this is the only way to make it only to find out in the spiritual journey that that is untrue. You know, you can be important and leave your mark in so many ways other than being in film and TV. Although, you know, it was a big part of my life for a long time, but The reason that I'm saying this is because last week I also mentioned Alec Baldwin and Hannah Guterres-Reed being charged with involuntary manslaughter and then seeing his wife, Hilaria, with the interesting accent and saying, you know, I have seven children and all of these things to the paparazzi and leave us alone and something, something, we're processing this. But I now have issue with the fact that SAG and AFTRA has issue with the charges. I'm checking out georgedecay.com and I'm reading the Actors Union blasts involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin for the Rust shooting and they release a scathing statement reiterating that it's never an actor's job to be a firearms or weapons expert. So the Actors Union came to Alec Baldwin's defense and the I'm just blown away because the New Mexico first judicial district attorney announced that Baldwin will be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. And of course, it stems from the 2021 shooting of Helena Hutchins. And he also injured director Joel Souza. Now, SAG-AFTRA acknowledged that Hutchins' death was a preventable tragedy, but said that her death, quote, isn't a failure of duty or criminal act on the part of any performer. Added, 
the prosecutor's contention that an actor has a duty to ensure the functional and mechanical operation of a firearm on a production set is wrong and uninformed. An actor's job is not to be a firearm or weapons expert. Well, okay. Number one, I agree that the armorer has a bigger responsibility in this because live rounds were left in a gun that can be easily cocked and set off, or if cocked, is what I found out about that type of gun, is you don't actually have to pull the trigger, it's just not stable. Now, whereas I find that the armorer should also be charged, the problem that I have, and I do have a heart for Alec Baldwin because I know he did not mean to take a life, but in any instance, the gun was still pointed in the direction of a live human being. So there's just that part of it where that should have been paid attention to by the person holding the gun. I have a complete, complete and total fear, like fight, flight, freeze, freeze, fear of guns. And for many years, I would have these nightmares of gun in my face, like the barrel of a gun in my face. Sometime in the 80s, now I have no memory of this, but five members of my family confirmed this like a year or two ago. And I still can't remember one detail. But they told me that there was a home invasion. So I was somewhere between the ages of 10 and 12, maybe. So it would have been the late 80s. And apparently, a man with a gun broke into the house looking for money. And somehow, I snuck away and called another family member to tell them what was happening, but I didn't think to call 911, which is just so weird. But it explains the nightmare of the guns and why I am very much uncomfortable around them. I mean, again, blank, blank memory. I even think of it now, and I still cannot find it in my brain to tell you how old I was, what year it might have been. And I have a very clear memory all the time about even what I was wearing and what my hair looked like. So it's very odd to me to have this repressed memory that other people clearly remember happened. And it's more than one person, five people telling you it's got to be true. So my deal with any sort of a gun is you know, it's Hollywood. You can green screen, hold a wooden green gun and CGI it in. You know, it doesn't need to be that authentic. Audiences are forgiving. And one life was lost and another 
was altered forever, plus their families' lives were altered forever because of a mistake for a movie. And and trust me, I have my favorite movies, Beetlejuice with Alec Baldwin in it being one of them. But maybe it's the age of social media. Maybe it's the age of there are so many new, young, and up-and-coming actors that older actors from my generation or who were huge in my generation feel the need to keep up and create beyond what they can control. And that's where I feel the spiritual journey comes in. Because if you notice, everyone I've spoken about has been an older white male who seems that they are privileged enough to be able to just take and do and go as and come as they please and and the world belongs to them i know i made a mistake but and again that is not cancel culture where you should lose everything but in the case of rust and helena hutchins losing her life and joel souza being injured the parties responsible need to give their karma to make it right in their lives in the universe something has to be given up because something was taken and with the government i'm just lost and confused because i just don't see a functioning government anymore. I see something that has turned into a new scandal, a new scandal, a new scandal, and I feel like the entire identity of the United States is literally politics. And what I have learned growing up in a Catholic Italian-American conservative home being the, quote, liberal is that it's all the same when you step back and you realize it's all the same. Left wing, right wing, same bird. Far right, far left, tip the scales. Everyone in between screaming, what are you doing? This is crazy. You know, the other thing that I find so weird is how everyone went crazy on the green M&M's shoes or something and then Eminem pulled all of their characters that I've loved for years and they put Maya Rudolph in but now they're saying it might be just a publicity stunt for the Super Bowl because now they introduced a purple Eminem. Why are people freaking out over M&M's? Gen Xers grew up on cartoons of talking dogs and talking blue Smurfs and Barbie dolls and G.I. Joe 
And we knew the difference between fantasy and reality. Maybe it's because we didn't grow up in front of a screen where anyone can make anything look real. We understood that what we were seeing on TV wasn't reality, it was made up. And then we come to find years later that real guns are used and real accidents happen. And the rust accident is not the first one. Brandon Lee, the son of martial artist Bruce Lee, died after his co-star Michael Massey fired at him with a prop gun during filming of The Crow on March 30th, 1993 in Wilmington, North Carolina. And we were horrified and shocked that this could happen. And look, not 30 years later, 29 years later, ish, right? There's another accident like this. Now, the armorer, yeah, should have been there too, but it still didn't prevent the accident from happening. And then I just go back and I think politically how strange it is that We allow people to handle classified documents, right? We vote them in to trust them, to handle them properly. Then we find out they don't. What is the point of having classified documents then? Just let us all know everything. I mean, it's a possibility that it would actually make the world a better place if we all knew all the secrets. I mean, how many people want that Epstein list? And that goes back to, what, the 90s, right? The mid-90s. I mean, are we ever really going to get the answers that we all seek? And I'm not looking for the answers to prove a point right or wrong. I'm looking for the answers because I want the truth. And I know that the truth hurts. And I know that there's so many celebrities out there who want their image to be so perfect publicly. The problem with that is when it's tarnished, especially in this pop culture climate, cancel culture climate, people take a really hard hit and there's not a lot of bounce back anymore. I do believe that we need to allow people to bounce back. Like, I do believe that in time, we need to be forgiving towards Alec Baldwin for what happened because it really was an accident. But again, he pointed the gun in someone's direction. And I do think that it would be Nice to hear from Donald Trump, Joseph Biden, and Michael Pence about why they have classified documents in their home. At least give the American people an explanation. Because probably back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even in the 90s, the early 2000s, we just would have accepted the answers. And this is where I feel that 
progression and foyas and you know just being more open and transparent about everything is helpful maybe we've been kept in the dark for too much but again i want to encourage free thinking so listen to everything and form your own conclusions but these are my thoughts on it and i just want to say to you guys thank you again for listening to another episode of messy closet and don't forget to keep art and keep love alive <laughs>